Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trading mixed this morning. Tokyo is up more than 1%, but Sydney is trading 1% down. Seoul is also in the red. Sentiment today being affected by yet another flare-up in US-China tensions, this time over the popular social media app TikTok. Investors also have their eyes this morning on new Chinese factory data due out in about 45 minutes. Joining me now to break down all the market action is Ryan Huang. Back from his long leave. How are you feeling, Ryan? I've got to say it's a bit mixed. So I've got ready for work this morning, put on my pants after two weeks for the first time, and the zipper broke. So I'm not sure what to make of it. <laughs> that, it means it's time to shop, right? That's what it means. I can help you out there. All right, one of the biggest stories this morning, uh, the biggest question really, is over the future of TikTok and other Chinese apps over in the US. Do they even have a future there? So on the one hand, Microsoft is in talks to buy the popular social media app TikTok. At the same time, the Trump, Trump administration is threatening action against not only TikTok, but other Chinese-owned software companies as well. This is about data, but where are we at, Ryan? Yeah, so a huge hoo-ha around not just TikTok, but like I mentioned, many Chinese software companies in the US. So the latest we are hearing is Microsoft is in talks with TikTok. They have confirmed this and they are trying to wrap up a deal by September the 15th. And there have been no numbers reviewed yet around the size of the deal, how much is valued, but some of the estimates have come in uh, and they are valued the U.S. assets. That is what Microsoft is buying. $50 million. Uh, sorry, $50 billion. So that is what they are looking at right now for Microsoft's um, estimates of that um, assets. So, excuse me, it's $50 million for TikTok. So that is a huge deal because there are more than 100 million users of TikTok in the U.S. So the potential for this to really no, be monetized in future is going to be enormous if it does go through. So Microsoft would reportedly like to finish the deal to buy TikTok's operations by mid-September if it is not blocked by the Trump administration. And this acquisition will give the tech giant a new foothold to compete with Facebook and Twitter, wouldn't it? Yeah, so this is interesting because Mm. Microsoft has for a long time been a big supporter and investor of Facebook. They invested in Facebook back in 2007 and they together have come up with a lot of collaborations, including on the gaming front, on the consumer front. So with this new potential acquisition, this complicates how they are going to operate in future because Facebook sees ByteDance and TikTok as a competitor. But like you pointed out, it is an interesting front for Microsoft to um, go towards, to build on. It has Minecraft, it's got Xbox on the consumer front, and now potentially TikTok. That could open up a new uh, segment for it to get revenues from. Can you imagine what this means for the people who have been building up their social media followings on TikTok? You know, 3,000, 15,000 uh, users or followers overnight. And, and then what happens if it is blocked? I mean, does it mean it just disappears from yeah. the, the phones or can you get around it with a VPN? So that is going to be part of the, um, I guess, big questions to watch yeah. out for later this week because Donald Trump says he is going to come up with a an announcement Monday, in the Tuesday. coming days yeah. to talk about banning TikTok. But how will he 
enforce it. That is going to be interesting to watch. Devils in the details. All right, let's turn to Bitcoin. Ryan, we haven't talked about the cryptocurrency in a while, uh, but it's had a wild ride over the weekend. First, it climbed above 12,000 US dollars for the first time in almost a year. And then in a span of just half an hour, it plunged $1,500 a coin. That is a 12% drop in 30 minutes. Gosh, do we have any idea what drove this volatility? What are analysts saying? <laughs> yeah, Michelle, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> there is no real reason behind Bitcoin's rise. But what people are saying is you've got stock markets you know, rallying so much and there is now so much risk appetite in the markets and that has found its way into some of the riskier assets, including Bitcoin. And we've been talking about how tech, technology uh, stocks in the past week also have been you know, running away and now people are turning to Bitcoin. And for a bit of a context on numbers, Bitcoin in the past month alone has risen more than 20%. Right now, it's trading around $11,000 per, per coin. Um, in, over the weekend, it was trading around 12000 So there was a bit of correction just over the weekend alone. So that really shows how much volatility is around cryptocurrency. So not for the faint-hearted. Riding on the back of gold's rally and the dollar slump, do you think? Yeah, that is also an interesting uh, conversation. So we've seen gold prices um, having their best month in July. Um, so that is the best month in nearly eight and a half years. And if you look at gold prices right now, it is trading around 1970 uh, pretty much where it was last week, but it is at its highest levels in years. And this is now up nearly 34% year for the past 12 months. And uh, part of that reason is because the US dollar has been weakening quite a lot. So the cost, the opportunity cost of carrying gold is now uh, lower. And that is starting to attract a lot of investors, including the, I guess, Robin Hood investors to mm. jump on the gold bandwagon. Mm. Wow, what a crash. What a flash crash. Imagine 1.5K in minutes. All right, I want to bring the discussion closer to home now. Uh, DBS, UOB, OCBC, they're all going to be reporting earnings later this week. The Business Times has a front page story about how Singapore's local banks are likely to face increased scrutiny over the quality quality of their assets given the impact of the pandemic and the economic downturn. And not only that, there's a new rule by MES capping dividends. It's also affecting sentiment towards finance counters. Tell us more, Ryan. Yeah, so first on a new rule by the MES. So this was last Wednesday and they are advising banks to hold back on their cash, cap their dividends at 60% the amount of the previous financial year. So not a great piece of news for investors who have been buying banks for their dividends, especially DBS. Mm. And if you look at what we have this week, Thursday, you will get earnings coming through from DBS and UOB, and on Friday, OCBC. So that will be in the spotlight for this week. And of course, what will be watched closely are the non-performing loans um, segment, how much exposure they have to the bad debt out there. Because what's going to happen in the well foreseeable future, the near-term future, is a bit of a triple whammy. What the Business Times has outlined is you've got lockdowns, you've got a deep recession, and what to watch out for is the gradual unwinding of the stimulus measures when all these you know, job support schemes and everything else that has been buffering the worst of the pandemic, um, that is going to go away one day. What will happen then to these businesses who then 
have to pay back the banks. So that is the uh, red flag to watch out for how much exposure these banks have to these um, um, potential bad debts and how much they are setting aside in terms of provisions for these um, bad loans. So that's one thing to watch out for. Of course, interest rates still quite low. So the profit margins for banks are not going anywhere up soon. So that is another headwind for banks. So all in, it's interesting to watch two reactions. So Mm. UBS is saying it is a buying opportunity Mm. because it is potentially just going to be short term. Long term, it is bullish on the prospects of banks. But Citibank is viewing it as negative. And it says, no, this is going to be strong headwinds for the banks and it will be a sharp pain for banks to swallow, especially DBS. All right. And investors certainly will be taking note over the quality of their banking assets at, you know, upcoming quarters for sure. All right. It's your first day back at work in a fortnight. So I thought we'd go through a pop quiz for some fun. What do you think? Okay. As long as that's a good prize after this. (laughs) Always, always. (laughs) Uh, Name the world's most valuable company, Ryan. Okay. That has to be Apple because tech is the new flavor of the month and they have actually, (laughs) no, surpassed Saudi Aramco. In the oil sector, so it's a tail of two sectors right now. Yeah, about a hundred billion more than Saudi Aramco. Apple overtook uh, Saudi Aramco over the long weekend, and the shares closed up more than uh, it has a market valuation of one point eight trillion US dollars. Imagine that. All right, so Apple may be the world's most valuable company, Ryan, but it is not the number one seller of smartphones. Who is it? Yeah, so that has to be Samsung, and I'm watching Samsung this week very closely because they have an event where they are going to likely roll out a huge slew of new phones. Sounding like a Samsung fan. I hate to say it, but it's Huawei that's overtaken Samsung. (laughs) (laughs) The Chinese vendor shipped 55.8 million devices. The majority of sales came from, no guesses, China, as its international business, of course, has been suffering because of US sanctions. So, uh, one down, one up for Ryan. Uh, This is it. Is this a breaker question? It is. Gold is currently trading just shy of 2,000 US dollars an ounce. Where was it trading before you went on leave? Wow. <laughs> Let me cast my mind back. It was, I think, 1900 How far am I? $90 off. Two weeks ago, gold was trading at 1810 US dollars. And during that time that you were on leave, imagine it chalked up a double-digit wow. gain. In the space of two weeks. Yeah. All right, you're a great sport. Before we let you go, Ryan, let's check in on the local markets. The SDI fell 3% last week to close below 25.30. How is it doing this morning? Yeah, across the region, it's rather mixed. You pointed out earlier that you've got the Japanese markets doing quite well, up more than 1%, but it is red across the screen for the rest of the region. You've got Australia and Korea down slightly. And right now, Singapore, SDI down 0.5% at 2,515. And this is... The lowest in nearly two months. And this is, if it continues for the rest of the day, will be a third straight day in the red. And the things to watch out for banks on uh, Thursday were the top losers. So far this morning, they are extending their losses for at least DBS and UOB. And UOB down by 1.4%. But you are looking at OCBC holding on. It's in the green slightly by 0.1%. Breaking down all the market action with me this morning, he's Ryan Huang. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.
or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.